I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Because you're going to feel a lot more productive and you're just going to have a lot more enjoyable experience throughout the quarter if you focus your efforts on one thing. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business minimalist and productivity coach who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. Today, we are talking about quarterly goal setting, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about quarterly goal setting and planning, honestly. And there are so many different ways that you can set goals as a business owner. There's so many different strategies and so many different thought leaders who all have their own process for setting goals. And that in itself can feel really overwhelming as a business owner who's questioning, how do I figure out the direction I'm headed and actually make a plan to reach those goals? How do I stop floundering? How do I focus my efforts so that I can actually get somewhere and feel like I'm making progress? And this goal setting process that I'm sharing today is super, super simple and something that can take the pressure off of you if you're feeling overwhelmed by the idea of setting goals and planning (laughs) long-term or even three months at a time. This process honestly is super simple, but I hope that it will help you get unstuck if you're feeling that way or if you're feeling overwhelmed by the big goals that you do have and finding yourself not making progress month after month or quarter after quarter. I would highly suggest just taking 15 minutes even to go through the three steps in this process and making tiny, tiny steps in that right direction to figuring out how you can build intentionally and use your time intentionally this quarter to actually get the results that you really want to see in your business. People who are overwhelmed do not take action. And so I'm hoping that by breaking it down in a way that's simple to understand and simple to do, will at least get you out of that overwhelm and into action. Of course, if you're already in an action and loving goal setting, there are so many different strategies that you can try when it comes to quarterly goal setting. And what is effective for you and your business is heavily dependent on what your strengths are, the way that you work best, what industry you're in, and you know the type of strategy you're using to grow your business. There are so many factors that come into play. But what I'm sharing today is sort of a foundational way to set goals and a simplified version. You can build on top of it and make it as complicated as you want to, or 
you can keep it simple, which I prefer, honestly, and get straight into the action. I don't think that it's helpful to sit for hours or days and overanalyze what your goals are or the best way to break them down. Like I say at the end of every single episode, action produces clarity. And so it's best in my mind, this is at least what I believe and what I teach, to yes, be intentional and think about where you're headed, but get into action as soon as possible. Do not overthink and overly analyze and get caught up on setting the perfect goals or is it too lofty or is it not challenging enough? Just setting a goal in itself and taking a step and getting into action and focusing on what you can control and what you can do to move yourself in that direction. You have very little control in terms of what happens as a result of your actions. But what you do have control over is what you do and the action that you take day by day, week by week, month by month. And today, we're talking about quarter by quarter. So before we dive into this episode, um, in episode 51, if you scroll a little bit, back, we talked about the importance of getting outside of your day-to-day environment in order to set goals. And so I want to start with that as kind of a prerequisite to setting your quarterly goals. It's always so much easier to think in a way that's strategic and creative and even a little bit inspirational or above what you would normally think about or believe is possible for you if you get out of your day-to-day environment into a location that inspires you and that helps you focus and helps you be creative. And so step one, plan some time and a different location to get outside of your day-to-day and go somewhere that's going to inspire you and help you make this a productive goal-setting session because there's nothing worse, especially if you don't enjoy goal-setting, of sitting down and trying to accomplish something that you don't want to do and getting distracted or feeling unmotivated or uninspired. And goal-setting should be something that's fun. This is your time to dream and plan for your future and what's possible. So make it an experience that you're going to look forward to, especially if you're not inclined to enjoy setting goals for your business. Okay, so let's dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. So this is a simple three-step process to set your quarterly goals and have a successful, productive quarterly goal setting session. So the first step is simply to assess where you're at. And I think of this in terms of qualitative and quantitative assessment. So the qualitative is more reflection, asking yourself questions, thinking about different areas of your life and your business, and just asking yourself, how are things going? What have I achieved in these areas? What are the pain points? And having a little bit of time to step outside of your day-to-day and think from that 30,000-foot view, how are things really going? What's working? What's not working? What needs to change? What do I know needs to happen in the next 90 days? And then the second thing is looking at your numbers. What are your key metrics saying is happening in your business? And your numbers, do not lie. They will be very honest with you. So if you're tempted to deceive yourself in terms of how much progress you are or aren't making, your numbers will tell you what's really happening. Um, Ultimately, productivity in business results in profit, right? That is the goal what all of your actions and activities from every area of your business are leading towards. They show up in your bottom line and your profitability. And so financially, definitely looking at your metrics, but also looking at different areas of your marketing and what the numbers are saying. Is your audience growing? Are people engaged? Do people enjoy what you're talking about? Are you building relationships? Are you actually generating leads or is there just like a whole bunch of partying on social media, but it's not actually converting 
to leads or sales for your business. Or maybe you do have a lot of leads and you're meeting with people. And again and again and again, they're not converting to people who are booking or buying. So keep an eye on your numbers, but also ask yourself those reflection questions, which can sometimes uncover things that are harder to measure, such as how you're feeling if your business is in or out of alignment. You may have a very successful business by the numbers. But when you get to that quantitative assessment, you might find that something is not working still. Something's off or feels misaligned. So it's important to look at both of those two things. And that really is the first step. Again, you can make that as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. You could spend an entire week doing that or you could spend 20 minutes doing that. It's up to you and what you think would be most productive based on the season you're in and what type of business you have and what you're needing right now as we're looking at quarter four at the time that this episode airs assessing where you're at going into the fourth quarter and what's happening in your business this season. The second step is to decide where you want to go this quarter. So think of this like putting two points in a map. You've put the dot on where you're currently located. The next step is to place the dot on where you want to go this quarter. And it's helpful if you have annual goals that are already set that you've been working on all year. That will obviously give you a direction to head. In quarter four, it's an interesting case because your annual goals and where you want to head for the year and where you're heading for the quarter are pretty much the same thing unless something needs to be adjusted on the annual goal end. But if you're doing this in quarter one, for example, you would look at your annual goals and then figure out what piece of that puzzle or like how much down the road do I need to head? Which direction am I headed first in quarter one in order to set myself up for success and to make consistent progress so that I'm able to reach my destination by the end of the year. So quarter by quarter, that's going to look a little bit different, but it does help to have those annual goals as your filters and as your like guideposts as you're figuring out what needs to happen next this quarter. And I feel like it's helpful to differentiate between projects and goals because I think it's easy to move to the assumption that launching that course is your goal. That's just a big project. A project can be done in a year or less and you have a lot of control. There's a lot of clarity around what needs to be done to reach that. Like if you want to launch a course, you have complete control over the development, the recording, the marketing, everything to make it go live. That is a project. But if your goal is a financial goal, for example, launching your course would be a project that falls under that financial goal because hopefully you have some small goal of how many courses you need to sell in order for that to be a valuable project for you to take on as part of that revenue goal. And so if you find that you have like 20 different goals for the year and you're not willing to let go of any of them, my guess would be that some of those are actually projects that are either following under your revenue goal or following under like your audience growth goal or something like that. But goals should be able to be measured. You should know if you're making progress on them or not. And so when we're looking at your annual goals and setting quarterly goals, we're looking at the numbers. So Obviously, you would want to have a revenue or profit goal and figure out quarter by quarter, what is the seasonality of your business? What did you make last year that quarter? What did you make just the quarter previous to that? And do you think that you can increase it quarter over quarter? Like, What is your three-month goal that's going to help you reach that one-year goal? And that should be a specific number. And then from there, you break down the projects that need to be done in order to hit that goal, right? 
Same thing goes with any marketing goal that you have, such as increasing your social media audience or growing your email list or increasing your podcast downloads. If you have an annual goal for those things, then you break down quarter by quarter, what are the metrics that you need to reach or that you want to reach. So if you have like a 100,000 podcast download goal for the year, I'm just using 100,000 because it's easy math. (laughs) But if you have that goal for the year, then next quarter, you might be aiming for 25,000, right? And then that's going to come with a bunch of projects that you need to do to actually hit that goal. But there is a difference between the goals and the projects. So when we're talking about where you want to go and then figuring out your quarterly goals, it should be a number. You don't have to decide how you're going to get there. That's the next step. You're just deciding where you're going or where you're trying to get to. And the unique thing about financial goals is that after you break it down to a quarterly financial goal, you're going to want to break that down a little bit further and figure out what products and services you need to be promoting and offering in order to meet that revenue goal. If you have specific launches, for example, that are part of your revenue goal, you should know in October if you're launching something new, how many do you need to sell? And how does that align with your revenue goal for the quarter? And be really strategic about how you're planning out your offers and promo calendar in order to relate to that revenue goal. But again, that's a project. That's not a goal in itself. The goal of sell 20 courses when I launch, that is a goal. But launch the course is a project that helps you reach that goal. I hope you're tracking. I hope this is making sense. And this is something that I help my clients do in their strategy session. We go through this entire process. Um, My coaching program kicks off with a 4-hour strategy session. But I also offer quarterly planning sessions as one-time sessions if this is something you're really struggling with or need help working through. Figuring out how to price your offers and package your offers and package your expertise in a way that helps you reach your goals is a huge part of building that solid foundation for success in your business. And I have a spreadsheet that helps people go through that with like a pricing calculator and then estimating revenue, projecting revenue and expenses to figure out profitability and breaking down your personal goal to pay yourself as well. But ultimately, what those things are, are mini goals that help you get to your quarterly goals. So there's several different horizons. But for the sake of this episode in this process, focus on your quarterly goals and the numbers that you need to hit. And again, Less but better goals always. It's better to focus your efforts in one direction rather than scatter your efforts. So if you have 10 different goals that are numbers-based, think of how many projects it is going to take to make progress on 10 different goals. It's a lot. And so unless all of your time in your business can be focused on those like 30 projects a month that need to happen to make progress on 10 different goals which most of you probably have clients and customers and other things in your business that need to happen rather than all the projects that are one-time things related to your goals, I would suggest narrowing it down to a number of goals that's reasonable for the amount of time that you have this quarter and this season to actually make progress on those goals because you're going to feel a lot more productive and you're just going to have a lot more enjoyable experience throughout the quarter if you focus your efforts on one thing rather than trying to overcrowd your plate with a bunch of projects and then feel like a failure when, you know, surprise, you don't have the time and energy to actually do all of those things to the best of your ability. This is another reason why I like setting business goals and personal goals at the same time. And going through this whole process, being CEO of my business and CEO of my life at the same time, because it does help me be more realistic about the goals that I'm setting for myself and how those can work 
together and how many resources I'm able to give to each in that season that I'm in, especially when it comes to our home renovations. I've talked about home renovations so much on the podcast recently, but it is a huge goal of ours and it takes a significant amount of time and planning and energy. And so without that goal, would I have more time to work on business stuff? 100%. But in this season of my life, finishing this renovation is very, very important to me. And so it's going to get space on my calendar and it's going to get priority when it comes to setting my quarterly goals and the projects that I'm working on. The other thing I want to say about goals before we move on is that it's okay to focus on the process instead of the destination because the process, again, those are the action steps that are actually going to help you make progress. Action produces that progress and getting into action as soon as possible is super productive as long as you're headed in the right direction. You might not know if it's the perfect step or perfect next step to take, but as long as you know it's in the right direction, if you focus on the process, that can be incredibly impactful. And so goals that you have in your business related to productivity, for example, and just wanting to feel like you're more productive day to day, or you have more clarity on what needs to be done, or you have a system for operating your business, or you have standard operating procedures so that you can hire a VA to help you and it's less overwhelming to answer all their questions if everything's documented. Those are absolutely legitimate things to focus on in your business. And I know we just differentiated goals from projects. And most of the things I just mentioned, like setting up a CRM or setting up a system or SOPs, those are technically projects, but they might relate to some bigger goal in your business. Like what is the result that you're hoping to get? And what is that contributing? Because you can organize your business until the end of times and not make any real meaningful progress in your business. And so I guess what I'm trying to get at is that you should have a meaningful why and a reason for each project that's on your plate. And so if there are certain things like that that are in your mind big goals for you and projects that take a really, really long time to accomplish, again, goals take longer than a year and are a little bit more nebulous, it's okay to list that as one of your goals and then break that down into smaller projects throughout your quarter. But make sure that you have a really meaningful why for those things and understand the results that that's going to help you get. And make sure that it's the right season to be doing those things because there's this certain season in business when you're just starting where a lot of beginner business owners are tempted to set up all the systems and workflows and get organized and have everything perfectly in order. But that's not really helpful when you're first starting. One, because you don't have enough experience to know... Like you're going to learn things as you grow and those systems are constantly going to be changing. So it's not like you're doing it once and never changing it again. It's like you're doing a lot of work up front and then later on you're going to learn so much that what you initially set up is probably going to change so much it's unrecognizable <laughs> by one or two years later. but. Second, systems in the very beginning don't immediately lead to revenue. And in certain stages of business, that has to come first. And even if it feels a little bit messy behind the scenes, there's certainly seasons and stages of business where it makes sense to prioritize uh, serving your clients and showing up in your marketing channels over having completely neat and tidy systems and workflows on the back end. Does that stage of business expire? Absolutely. There's also a time in business where you cannot make any more revenue until you get your back end tidy up so that you can figure out a way to scale, whether that's through 
spending less time with clients so that you can develop passive income products or whether that's through hiring a team, it is virtually impossible to scale a mess. And that could be somebody else coming in to clean up your backend and setting up for you. It could be you doing it yourself or working with a coach like me to figure that out. But I just want to have that caveat that some goals are not metrics related. But if it is not a metrics related goal, be very clear on the why behind that and what the results are going to be and that it's the right stage in your business to be focusing on that specific goal. Okay, so we had step number one being assess where you're at quantitatively and qualitatively. Step number two is figure out where you're going specifically for that quarter by reviewing your annual goals and figuring out what the next chunk is that you want to accomplish within the next 90 days. And then step three is to figure out how to get there. And that is done by creating a strategic plan, breaking down your goals into step-by-step actions that are going to help you get results over the next 90 days. And I think this is where most people stop. (laughs) Most people are okay with breaking down their goals and figuring out like, yes, yes, I need like 5k months if I'm going to hit my annual revenue goal. But then don't take the time to think about what is it going to take? What can I do? What can I control? What action needs to be done to actually get there? Because you don't have any control over whether or not you book $5,000 in sales or in like client services this month. But you have a lot of control over the projects and the content and the marketing activities that you do this month. And so the next step is to figure out what those action steps are that are going to get you results on the back end. And the simplest way and most effective way that I have found to do this is choosing your top three for every month. And there's a lot of research behind why it's three. There's a reason why all of the planners and productivity books and industry experts tell you to focus on three things, whether it's three goals a year, three goals a month, three goals a week, or your top three every day, which a lot of planners have. There's a lot of research behind what your brain is able to focus on and the point in which you actually get overwhelmed or stressed out in the amount of things that someone is able to accomplish every day. And so again, we're trying to focus our efforts to get focused results so that it feels easier to you and that you feel more productive and actually are more productive when you know what to focus on each month. And so the next step is to actually break that down and choose your top three projects every month. This is going to be nearly impossible if you set way too many goals. Like I said, if you have a million projects that need to get done, it's going to be hard for you to narrow those down into three. You also have to be aware of how much time those projects are going to take. I love the ideal week, obviously. And so I have a pretty good idea of how many hours each week On average, every week's not the same, but I have a good idea of how many hours each week I have to invest in these projects related to my goals. It's blocked on my calendar. It's pretty set. So then I also know how many hours every month I have to work on my goals. Again, on average, but it's on my calendar. So if I have things come up, I can go through the next 90 days and move around my goal blocks and know exactly how much time I have each month to work on my goals. At least how much time I have set aside for now, right? Things might come up later. But then think about those projects and how much time it's actually going to take you. Is this like a two-hour project, a really mini project, like an important milestone, but it's going to be quick? Or is this a 50-hour project, like creating a course or even longer than that, depending on what size of course it is, right? So break down how much time it's going to take you to reach those top three and be intentional about when you're scheduling your projects and how much time you're going to have to accomplish because this is your time to do all of the hard thinking. I won't say that this part 
is necessarily the easiest, especially if all of this is new to you. But if you do all of this thinking up front, then the next 90 days are going to flow so easily for you because you're going to start each day and each week and each month knowing exactly what needs to be prioritized, what your top three are, because they're going to be based on your priorities for that month, right? And it's going to flow seamlessly throughout your quarter, knowing that in those spare moments where you have to work on things, what are the top priority things that you can be doing to actually make progress on your goals? If you've heard me or anybody else say, prioritize the needle moving activities in your business, this is exactly what we're talking about. These projects that you're setting here are going to be your North Star for the entire quarter. And it might change based on what you experience and what you learn throughout the next 90 days. And that's when you assess again, okay, where am I at? Where am I going? How am I going to get there the next quarter? So like I mentioned, this entire process, and we get even more into the strategic planning, but this entire process is what I do during my four-hour strategy sessions that I do as part of my coaching program, but also as a one-time service. And I'll link that in the show notes if you're wanting more one-on-one help with doing this for the first time or even doing it quarter by quarter, honestly, because who doesn't benefit from <laughs> having uh, somebody help them strategize and make decisions? It's always super helpful to get outside support in your business and an outside perspective because it can be really emotional if we're just doing this ourselves and making all the decisions. But I'll link those in the show notes. But for the first time this month, something that I'm really excited about is that I'm doing an in-person workshop where I'm taking people through this exact process in a group setting. And again, we talked about our environment and how inspiring it can be and how helpful it can be to set our goals outside of our everyday environment. And so if you're interested in doing this in person, it's going to happen at the time this episode airs. I think it's going to be like next week, September 27th, 2023 at a venue in Swisher, Iowa. And so if you're interested in going through this process and having support face-to-face and also meeting other women in business who are going through the same thing and bouncing ideas off of each other, Visit the link in the show notes and you can sign up today. I'm also hoping to do some sort of virtual option for this in the future. So I've created a waitlist for that as well, which will be in the show notes. But ultimately, no matter where you're at at the closing of this podcast, I want you to decide what day, what time you are going to figure out your quarterly goals and make this strategic plan so that you can work smarter, not harder for the rest of the quarter and make your life as a business owner just that much more easy. So until next time, I hope this episode helped you get 1% better this week and we'll see you next week for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. And don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode because good ideas don't grow businesses action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, Don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building. 
one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.